I'd like to take a moment to let you all know about a new nonprofit organization started by my brother Craig. It's called Treats and Truth. They fill oversized brown lunch bags with snack items, chips, crackers, popcorn, cookies, etc. Also, a bottle of water, toothbrush, toothpaste, sanitary wipes, and most importantly, a small gospel tract book of John. No cigar? I'll have to talk to him about that. The bags are then hand-delivered to the homeless and people in need in and around the Los Angeles area. Let's help get this ministry off the ground. They're a 501c3 tax-exempt organization, so any and all donations are tax-deductible and greatly appreciated. Visit their website at treatsandtruth.org. Check out the show notes for the link. Also, please follow them on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you. Welcome to episode 133 of the Burning Bush Podcast, where we share the message of the Bible while enjoying a good cigar. Hope you're doing well, and I'm glad you've joined me. Today we're reading the New Testament book of Mark, chapter 6, with commentary from the notes in the Charles Spurgeon Study Bible, and I'm smoking the Leaf by Oscar Connecticut in the Toro 6x52 Vitola. So let's go, first of all, to Cigars International and uh, get the description on this cigar. Turn a new leaf. I know, I know. At first glance, these cigars are some of the ugliest sticks you'll ever see. But that's just the protective outer leaf. Unwrap it, and you'll find a beautiful specimen inside, handmade by skilled rollers in Honduras and blended by Oscar Valadares. A Honduran Puro, the leaf by Oscar Connecticut, weighs in a little heavier than your typical Connecticut blend. Mellow to medium-bodied, this complex handmade gives off sweet notes of tobacco and cream, backed by a mixture of cedar and spice, to keep things interesting. A perfect choice for the fan of boutique Connecticut creations, this leaf by Oscar blend is easy to recommend. And then we'll go ahead back over to the uh, Oscar Tobacco website uh, where they didn't have any any, uh, description of the cigar. Uh, They just have the Vitolas and the blend. Strength is mild to medium. And it wrapper, binder, and filler, all Honduran. And the Vitolas are Robusto, 5x50. Toro, 6x52. 60 6 by 60 Torpedo, 6.5 by 52 and the Lancero, 7 by 48 That is the Leaf by Oscar, Connecticut.
So let's get back into this week's reading of the book of Mark, chapter 6. I am reading from the English Standard Version, the ESV. In verse 1, He went away from there and came to his hometown, and his disciples followed him. And on the Sabbath he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished, saying, Where did this man get these things? What is this wisdom given to him? How are such mighty works done by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and brother of James, and Joseph, and Judas, and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. And Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his hometown, and among his relatives, and in his own household. And he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief, and he went about among the villages teaching. And he called the twelve and began to send them out two by two, and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. He charged them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not put on two tunics. And he said to them, Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you depart from there. And if any place will not receive you and they will not listen to you, when you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and proclaimed that people should repent. And they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and healed them. King Herod heard of it, for Jesus' name had become known. Some said, John the Baptist has been raised from the dead. That is why these miraculous powers are at work in him. But others said, He is Elijah. And others said, He is a prophet like one of the prophets of old. But when Herod heard of it, he said, John, whom I beheaded, has been raised. For it was Herod who had sent and seized John and bound him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because he had married her. For John had been saying to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And Herodias had a grudge against him and wanted to put him to death, but she could not. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a righteous and holy man, and he kept him safe. When he heard him, he was greatly perplexed, and yet he heard him gladly. And Spurgeon comments on verse 20, Herod feared John and protected him, knowing he was a righteous and holy man. When Herod heard him, he would be very perplexed, and yet he liked to listen to him. Herod was a great monarch. John was only a poor preacher whose garment and diet were of the coarsest kind. But Herod feared John. Observe the good things said about Herod. First, Herod protected John. Herodias wanted to kill John. Verse 19. Second, Herod respected righteousness and holiness. Herod respected virtue, even if he himself did not have it. Third, Herod also admired the specific person in whom he saw righteousness and holiness. This is a step further. For one may admire an abstract virtue, and yet, when one actually sees it embodied in a person, he may hate him. 
A fourth good point about Herod was that he listened to John. In fact, he liked to listen to him. But Herod had serious flaws. First, even though he liked to listen to John's preaching, when Herod heard him, he would be very perplexed. He could not go the whole length John would have him go. He halted between two opinions. He hesitated. He wavered. Second, though he feared John, he never looked to John's master. It's easy to hear and admire the preacher while the preacher's master remains unknown. Third, even though Herod admired goodness in another, there was none of it in himself. Herod was a fox of a man, selfish, full of tricks, and cruel. Another flaw in Herod's character was that he never loved the word of God as God's word. He admired John, but he never said to himself, God sent John. God speaks to me through John. He did not receive the testimony of John as the word of God. Finally, it is not said that Herod feared God, but that he feared John. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of true wisdom. Herod ended most wretchedly. He murdered the preacher whom he once respected. After a time, people dislike being rebuked, and they proceed in their dislike until they scoff at the things they once reverenced. Herod feared John, and yet he beheaded him. This Herod Antipas was the man who afterwards mocked the Savior. In the end, Herod was recalled in disgrace by the Roman Emperor. Such was the end of Herod, who listened to John, but did not heed his words. And back to Mark, verse 21. But an opportunity came when Herod, on his birthday, gave a banquet for his nobles and military commanders and the leading men of Galilee. For when Herodias's daughter came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests. And the king said to the girl, Ask me for whatever you wish, and I will give it to you. And he vowed to her, Whatever you ask me, I will give you, up to half of my kingdom. And she went out and said to her mother, For what should I ask? And she said, The head of John the Baptist. And she came in immediately with haste to the king and asked, saying, I want you to give me at once the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And the king was exceedingly sorry, but because of his oaths and his guests, he did not want to break his word to her. And immediately the king sent an executioner with orders to bring John's head. He went and beheaded him in the prison, and brought his head on a platter, and gave it to the girl, and the girl gave it to her mother. When his disciples heard of it, they came and took his body, and laid it in a tomb. The apostles returned to Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. And he said to them, Come away by yourselves to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a desolate place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they ran there on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. 
When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. And when it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the hour is now late. Send them away to go into the surrounding countryside and villages, and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered them, You give them something to eat. And they said to him, Shall we go and buy two hundred denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And he said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they had found out, they said, Five and two fish. Then he commanded them all to sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups by hundreds and by fifties. And taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and said a blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all, and they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces and of the fish. And those who ate the loaves were five thousand men. Immediately he made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he dismissed the crowd. And after he had taken leave of them, he went up on the mountain to pray. And when evening came, the boat was out on the sea, and he was alone on the land. And he saw that they were making headway painfully, for the wind was against them. And about the fourth watch of the night he came to them, walking on the sea. He meant to pass by them, but when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost, and cried out, for they all saw him and were terrified. But immediately he spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And he got into the boat with them, and the wind ceased. And they were utterly astounded, for they did not understand about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. When they had crossed over, they came to the land at Genesaret and moored to the shore. And when they got out of the boat, the people immediately recognized him and ran about the whole region and began to bring the sick people on their beds to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he came, in villages, cities, or countryside, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and implored him that they might touch even the fringe of his garment, and as many as touched it were made well. And that's the end of today's reading in the book of Mark. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the Charles Spurgeon Study Bible, as well as today's cigar. Also, Groundworks Ministries for daily Bible studies and devotionals. Treats and Truth Ministry, where you can get involved in helping to spread the gospel to and be a blessing to the homeless. And the Burning Bush Merchandise Store, where you can pick up some items to help spread the word about the show. And if you know anyone who needs to hear this, please let them know about the podcast and help share the message of the Bible, the hope we have in Yeshua Messiah, Jesus Christ. If you'd like to contact me, you can email me at steve at theburningbushpodcast.com, which is linked in the show notes as well. So until next time, have a great day, have a great cigar, and God.
God bless.